Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bardon Bears fans, appreciate you guys for tuning in for another episode of The Daily Show. On today's show, we're going to be breaking down, of course, again, reacting to Chicago Bears press conferences. We heard from Coach Richard Hightower today, Equinamia St. Brown, and Braxton Jones. We'll listen to all three of them and get some takeaways from what they had to say and their games. Also, going to get into uh, the Bears versus Browns preview, talk about that, and see what we want to see from this game what we expect to see from this game and what we hope to see from this game those can all be three very different things all that more on today's episode of the windy city breeze daily sports talk let's go Now, if you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. A lot more in the Bears conversation today. We're one step closer to Bears versus Browns. A pretty a game that I think is going to signify what this Bears team is going to be and how they're going to move forward. Uh, I think there's a lot to get into with that, but of course, as we always do, we want to hear from the coaches, from the players. We want to get their perspective on things and then give our opinions based on their perspective because that's how facts come together. Uh, so appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Let's jump over straight in to Coach Hightower. And why is my camera doing that? What the heck is that? Uh, I will sort that out in a second, but let's start things off with Coach Hightower while I figure out what's going on with my camera here. selfless guys blocking that don't get the credit but uh Kyler Gordon did an outside uh did an outstanding job outside along with uh I believe it was I, I believe it was Duke out there as well um they were great at the point of attack on that gunner um the guys on the inside did an outstanding job getting those guys held up anytime you can create separation and space for a guy like Valus that has 4-3 speed um it could be a mismatch, and uh, he he definitely 
did what we expected him to do in that situation. Um, and that was exciting to see. So you just got to keep getting better, and we just got to keep working. And every day is a learning day for us. So. What about his ability to hit the gas? Say it again. I'm sorry. What you about Velas's ability to hit the gas when he sees a, a just that he can go from zero to ten uh, in a hurry. Like he can, I mean, he can go. He's got really good acceleration, um, and he's got good vision. So um, you just got to keep working at it, and he'll get better. Um, the more he works at it, and uh, we'll just – those guys usually get excited, of, more excited about blocking for a guy that they know has a chance to go to the house. I mean, they, they're going to block anyway, but there's a little extra juice when you got a guy back there that you know can make a play. Who have you seen since you've been coaching these guys? That Definitely, Coach. Great question there, Baki. <laughs> Drop a bear um, down in the chat if you're in here. in my coaching career? No, no, this year with the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I think we got a lot of different guys that can uh, contribute as gunners. Um, a lot of different guys. I mean, anybody that's basically a wideout or a uh, a defensive back, those guys that aren't starting, they're all in the mix. If they're not starting on offense, defense, they're all starting in the mix to start as a gunner. So, and then a couple of running backs have that ability. You've guys seen Darrington out there before. Uh, he has that ability. Every now and then you have a couple safeties that – um, do that, that can play. We call those perimeter positions. But when you have a guy that can play an interior position and a perimeter position, that adds value. Uh, and it'll be a, a good a good chance to get a last look at these guys. So this will be fun to see. A couple, a couple of years ago here, they had Cordero Patterson. And mm -hmm. I, would, I wasn't going to catch him, but I would get scared watching him track down a punt return. Do you have a guy like that where you're like, this guy is going to really put some hits on people? Yeah, Cordell Patterson was a great one. And uh, was a great return man, did a phenomenal job developing as a gunner. Uh, I don't compare any of these guys to Cordell. Cordell should be in a ring of honor somewhere in somebody on somebody's club. So we're still working to get there. Um, but he was a – that was a good reference. He's an outstanding – he was an outstanding player. Yeah, I think every coach, not just myself, I think every coach has a say at whatever their position is. So um, Ryan and and uh, Coach Flus have been outstanding with that and the communication. They're two of the best communicators that I've ever been around. Um, you never have to guess with them. And uh, the reason why guys will be here will be if they can help us offensively, defensively, or special teams. And I always say guys got to get at least get – 25 plays or more in one area to be able to uh, basically to justify his right to be on the ball club. So if a guy can help on a core four, then he should get 25 to 30 plays. That's just like half of what offense or defense or at least a quarter of what they get. And then you deserve a roster spot at that point. All the coaches, all the coaches have been preaching the hits principle and running to the ball, everybody running to the ball. When you have a play like the muff punt that you guys recovered and you scored a touchdown because everyone was running the ball, how much does it help showing the players that the results that can happen like that? Oh, I mean, it's it's everything. Larry, that's a phenomenal question. It's everything because what we preach with the hitch principle, with the hustle and this guy's playing. He mixed it up on you, Baki. Phenomenal. You see it show up in all areas. And that was 
a really, really good uh, example of the Hitch principle and what we believe. So we just got to continue to do that, but take it to another level. Coach, I spent a lot of this camp um, as a starter. Now that Roquan's back, he figures to be potentially a key piece for you. Have you, have you gotten a chance to look at him a lot for teams, and what do you like about a skill set that may lend itself to, to, to you? Yeah, Herb, that's a good question. I think Matt Adams um, in this league, he has proven that he's a uh, he's a really good special teams player, and I think he's proven that uh, he's a really good linebacker. He's tough. He's physical. Uh, he loves contact. Uh, he's a student of the game. He sits in the front in the meeting rooms. He's the first to ask questions, and I'm talking about detailed, thought-out questions, not just raising his hand trying to um, be called on like he – He's done his study and he's done his work. So we've gotten a chance to get a good look at him uh, in practice. And he's played at the beginning of games uh, for us um, this year. So, And we got, you know, several years of tape on him. So great question. What have you learned about Jack Sanborn? Yeah, Jack Sanborn, Biggs, that's a good question. Because Jack Sanborn, you can't, you guys can't deny it right now, his production uh, he's made two tackles. He made two tackles in the last game. He made two tackles the game before that. He had an interception on defense. Oh I, mean, my I just God. think that's just yeah, oh, he can't be too, for right? real. So everyone can see that. Uh, and the cool thing about that is Ryan and Ian and Trey, Duh. those personnel guys saw it before every, anybody else saw that's it. That's four, Baka. He dropped two on one. Talent like that as an undrafted free agent. This. It's, it's pretty darn good. So I'm excited about Jack Sanborn, and hopefully he continues to progress. What do you tell players if they're muffing the first return of the game or and they know they have to go out there and do it again, and sometimes if it's their first reps, and there, is there a sense, do you have to talk to them about kind of putting that in the back of their minds but also correct what they did wrong? Yeah, I think um, that's a really good question. I think that's player-dependent. So if you have a guy that likes instant feedback, then you have to know that as a coach, and you have to go tell him uh, and give him that instant really feedback. Really good, really good. If you have a guy that's a, you know, a veteran or a guy that doesn't respond well to that, I mean, they know they dropped it. I know they dropped it. Everybody in the stadium knows they dropped it. So the last thing you want to do is put that player in a position not dog, to succeed on the dog, I hate you so for pointing that, that out, Bucky. I hate you for pointing that out. We can't put I'm never going to be able to unhear the it that's a great on, question. It depends on the player. It, that's a good question, though. What do you weigh when deciding who handles kickoff? Yeah, uh, what I weigh on that is explosiveness. Who's the most explosive? Number one is who can take care of the football because ball security is number one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, and kicking off, yeah. not returning. Right. Okay. All right. Kicking off, what do I weigh there? Yeah. Um, just different things. You got different kickers. Like, the good thing is we have two guys that can kick off. So, we basically, there's a competitive advantage there for us not to say who's kicking off, but the things I weigh in all kickoff guys, not just our guys, or power, how much power they have, um, what kind of ball contact are they making, what kind of strike. And then if they can hang the ball, because if you can hang it higher, then your guys have more time to get down there and cover. Um, do they have the ability to kick it out the back of the end zone? Do they have the ability to keep it in and, and we can hunt? Or do they have a directional ability? Those are the things I look at, because you can cut the field in half when you start kicking the ball directionally.
fall off in a different way? Uh, or is there just, because there's no film on, on, on the punter short of the preseason? Is it, what's the advantage? By yeah, so um, th that's a good question. There the it is. I knew it was like, coming on that one. Guys, they do a little bit of both. So the competitive advantage is you don't know who's going to kick off at what time. And as a coach, you have to prepare for the guys that kick off. So say you have a guy that can kick off and he's only a down-the-middle-of-the-field kick guy. Then you can game plan returns differently. Whereas if you get a directional kick guy that can only kick in the corners, then you could game plan differently. That's the competitive advantage on it that you would have. Fortunately, we have guys – our guys can do all three. So um, – it's just a good job. It's a good job of them scouting, and it's a good job of us, of the players being able to execute what we ask, what we're asking them to do. Good question. Levante said over under nine. I'm taking the over, my guy. Hicks. Well, he had a touchdown. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, he. Uh, my evaluation of him is the same as what you guys, if you saw the video that went viral when he got drafted. Like he's the guy that's a ball of energy every day. He's a guy that comes to work, lunch pail mentality. He also sits in the front of the meeting room. He's first to ask questions. He's a sponge. And uh, I'm excited about Elijah, so we'll see. Yeah, he's been a great, 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 great first impression. Good. Thank you, guys. Oh, man, that was funny. I'm not going to lie, Baki. I will give you that. That one made me laugh. I was not expecting him to drop that. Bro, did I wait? Did I come in over or under? Did he stop at eight? I took the over. I took the over. That It stopped at eight. That's tough, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears, how Bears talk. Uh, the one thing that I will take from... Uh, um, hearing Coach Hightower talk, right, is when you're looking at the the players that he has on this special teams and how they're going to be able to make an impact, the one thing that I do like is that you're seeing Bayless Jones uh, um, be implemented into that. You're seeing Tristan Ebner being Im implemented into that, right? They're not. They're, there's nobody on this team that is that is above going out there and making uh, or being a part of that special teams thing, right? Like, I think that's key, especially when you're evaluating this, because a lot of those guys that we see that we're like, man, he looks like a good player, man. He looks like he's doing, he's got good instincts, man. He looks like he's great in coverage, right? Those guys might not be your starting linebackers, your starting DBs, your starting running backs, whatever it is, right? But like you talked about with Darrington Evans uh, on kickoff, right? And stuff like that. Or on uh, punt returns and stuff like that, right? Like, those are the guys that you're looking at and you're saying, okay, how can he fit in here? And that's how you build up that really good special team squad. And especially when you have – you heard him talk about Bayless, right? When you feel like you've got a guy that can take it to the house every time they kick it off, you block a little bit better. And I'll tell you what, watching Bayless Jones' game, watching how Bayless Jones moves, watching how he attacks the field, watching how he just – I mean, one step. One step, and he can be going the completely opposite direction. Now, I'm not about to sit here and give y'all a full-on uh, um, <laughs> breakdown of the special teams on this team because I, I will say this, right, it, it, before we go to Equinamius, who's, who also was at the podium, um, 
The one thing I will say about the Chicago Bears special team is I do feel like the special teams will be a strength of the Bears moving forward. I feel like they are a well-coached bunch. I feel like just the Bears in general, right, keeping the penalties low, keeping these guys from, uh, uh, um, you know, making big plays, keeping these guys from allowing big plays, they've done a pretty good job of that in preseason. And that part of it usually carries over into the regular season, right? Like, remember in the regular season last year watching, like, the Bears special teams, or even I'll tell you who was awful – the Packers special teams. I remember that specifically like these guys aren't good. Um, I think that is, and, and listen, it cost them, didn't it? Uh, I, I think that's something that you can, uh, 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 that you actually can take away heading into the season when you evaluate some of the special teams. Shout out to you guys in the chat, man. Who's all in the chat? Uh, that's a great question there, Dan. Uh, we got Dan Richardson in the chat. What's going on? Levante in the chat. What's going on? Steve-O in the chat. What's going on, man? Bulls Bears in the chat. He says, I like Sanborn and Hicks. Um, might make the team just because of special teams, even to an extent Duke Shelley, because he has a better, because he's better than Vildor. Not mad at that take at all. Um, wouldn't disagree with that take at all. Uh, like I said, Levante in the chat, B Bill saying I would be drunk dog. If you're playing a drinking game off of coach Hightower saying that's a good question, you would be wasted. That was a 10 minute slot. I would be wasted. Uh, Baki in the chat. What's going on, man? Bear down to Baki, man. Torian in the chat says Bear Don. Shout out to Torian in the chat, man. Appreciate you guys for pulling up and showing love. Anthony in the chat. He drops a Bear Don. Uh, Baki says, I hope special teams is a strength so we can hear more from Coach Hightower, bro. Hey, listen, I got the drink right here. If we start playing a drinking game from Coach Hightower, I would absolutely be down for it, man. Um, let's go out to Equinamia St. Brown. He's at the podium next. Uh, and let's hear what he's talking about with these receivers, right? Equinamius is somebody that a lot of people feel is going to take a step in the Chicago Bears system. I don't feel that way, but let's hope I'm wrong. Let's go out to Equinamius out at the podium. You know, we only played like 15, 10 snaps both games, so I think it'll be good to get like a whole half in, maybe, you know, get some two minute at the end of the half against another team, not just against us. So, um, you know, fatigue will kick in maybe a little bit towards the end of the half, you know, see how people work when they're tired. So I think it'll be good. As someone who obviously came in with familiarity with the system, how do you see the rest of the group catching up and, and, and sort of feeling their way through what is the offense going to be? Well, I think everyone's. Um, you know, offense-wise, caught on to the system. Um, we know the plays. You know, we've been in through OTAs. We finished camp now almost. So we know the offense. It's just now, you know, honing on the fine details of the offense, you know, alignments, and just, you know, that's about it now. So. It's been a small sample size, but how have you seen Justin kind of take control of guiding the offense as a whole? Well, he's doing a great job. You know, as a young quarterback, learning a new offense, you know, in his first two seasons, it's tough, you know. He has the most to learn out of everybody. Um, he has to know what the O-line is doing, the receivers, everybody. So he's done a great job. You know, it's not easy. Um, but I'm excited to see what he does. How important is it for the receiving room to be there for Justin and, and to have that, that chemistry with him, uh, given that so many of you guys are new? Um, like I told the receivers, I'm like, sometimes you got to know all the plays perfectly because, you know, everyone makes mistakes. So, like let's say, if he makes a mistake in the huddle, you got to know what the right play call is. So I tell him, like, even Aaron's made mistakes in the hub before. We, you know, as receivers, we got to make him right, you know. If we make mistakes, he makes us right. So um, it's a team effort, and um, we got to work with each other. What is the challenge when you've got, you know, pregnant?
Pringles for Bayless has been in and out. McKeel had surgery. Um, your room's been affected by injuries pretty severely this, this preseason. Do you think you guys got enough in that room to be ready for week one and, and to help Justin with the rest of the team? Yeah, of course. I think we have enough uh, on this whole team. So um, everyone's, you know, professional. Everyone's uh, in the NFL and, you know, they get paid to do what they do. And, um, so, you know, injury is part of the game. I've been injured, you know, so when people get injured and go down, you know, next person has to be ready and has to know what they're doing. Do you feel like you've gained a lot of momentum from the off-season program through today, as you said up there in terms of targets and the system and chemistry with Justin Fields? Um, yeah, you know, um, it's my first year with him. I think you got to get more reps in with a quarterback to build chemistry, build trust within that quarterback. You can't just come in in a new quarterback and receiver and just have chemistry. So that takes time, effort, and uh, you know you get to put in the work. So I think uh, the off-season training camp has helped that. Do you feel more comfort relative to your Green Bay days, just because it feels like you're getting another chance that you're going to be a real part of this Bears offense? Um, I won't say more. I'm I've, I've been pretty comfortable since after my rookie season. You know, rookie season's though new for rookies. You know, coming in in the NFL. But since then, I think I've been pretty comfortable in the NFL. References Devontae as a model of, of things that receivers need to do. Obviously, he's having spent time around him. What are the things that you took away from watching him, uh, I guess, work his craft uh, uh, in the ways that he did? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, yeah, he's been great for four years. You know, he's always, you know, he's been a coach in the receiver room with us as well as other receiver coaches, but he's taught me and other receivers so much. It's, it's hard to talk about it all. What's one thing that, that, that strikes you that, that Obviously, translated to productivity. I mean, you know, what he's really good at, a lot of people know, know he's good at his releases. So, you know, he tries to coach us up on his releases a lot. You know, all other, other receivers in Green Bay try to copy him a lot and try and learn to do, to do what he does. Do you uh, get a kick out of watching yourself on Hard Knocks? Did, did you watch yourself on Hard Knocks? Uh, I have ne- not yet watched it. I've heard about it, but I'm going to watch it soon. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, did you know when you went to go work out with your dad in Amara that there were going to be cameras there shooting it? Yeah, yeah, they told us, yeah. What's the most difficult thing about getting open? <clears throat> is it just uh, quickness? Is it just uh, ability? Is it the same? Hey, dog, just going to ask the question clearing your throat? About getting open? Yeah. Um, I would say coverage recognition, if it's own, and then if it's man, you know, it's just working your craft with the release. And then, um, you know, knowing your DB, who you're going against, every DB is different. They play soft shoe, hard press. So you have to work on your release, and then I think it's the vertical speed and with your feet, win with your feet, not your hands. Thank you, Justin, and your coaches have all talked about how important you've been because of your familiarity with the system. How, like, how would you describe your role in helping everyone else come along? Um, I think it, um, I've done a good job of helping the, you know the young guys or even the new guys to the system. I know it's complicated, so whenever it's like a little. Uh, tweak or something that I know we've done or changed in the past. I'll tell them like, yeah, this is how it's put in the playbook, but this is how it really turns out on the field. So there's certain plays where you gotta know the line up a little different than what shows on the X and O's. It's gonna be an opportunity for you that's probably as big as you've had since you've been in the league. What, what are you most excited for in, in 2022? Uh, well, I'm excited yeah, to have a new opportunity with a new team. Um, you know, there's a lot of new players on this team, and I'm excited to see. We can, what we can do, you know, we want to make playoffs win the Super Bowl, so that's our goal as a team. And personally, you know, I want to have a great season. So those are the goals I have. Is there any feeling internally that I could be on the verge of a breakout season here? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of players have that. I have that every season. Um, if you're not thinking that way, I think you don't belong here. Thank you. Equinamia St. Brown talking about the receivers room, talking about where the Bears are. Uh, some of the things he learned from Devontae Adams, I guess, is on Hard Knocks as well. I, has anybody watched Hard Knocks? I haven't. I haven't watched Hard Knocks in like two years. I'm just not a fan of it. And then the teams that they were covering the last couple of years, I had no interest in seeing. I mean, it's the toilet on one side, and then on the other side, right? It's uh, what was it, Houston last year or something like that? Um, so a couple of putrid teams. So I, I am very good on all of that. Uh, the one thing that I will be interested to see though. And kind of in this game, right, it's like, and Equinamia has brought it up, getting those continued reps, getting the opportunity to not only, okay, let's go through our first drive. Did that go as planned? If it did, great. How do we build on that? If it didn't, okay, how do we get to the point where it does go well? Um, those are the things that you really want to see. And I think this is the only opportunity you're really going to see for some, for a wide receiver to stand out in preseason. Why is that? Well, if, if, if you're going to get used in a drive, right, you're going to have to be used over and over again. Um, in one drive, you might see the ball once, maybe twice, maybe twice, right? But if you get multiple drives, if you able to come back on the field, if your defense gets stops, different things like that, right? Now you're seeing your team go down the field multiple times. You'll be able to figure out who Justin Fields number one is going to be. I think we all assume it's going to be Darnell Mooney, but here's the thing. If Equinamius St. Brown is in the right position in this offense, he could be the target. He could get that opportunity. He could get the, the, uh, um, uh, that, X slot or at that X receiver position on this team. Right. And I think that's the thing that you really go into this looking for. That's the thing that you're trying to figure out. Where are these receivers going to stand out? Of course, you know, they're going to go to Cole Komet. They're going to go to Darnell Mooney. I think those are two guarantees in this offense, but then you have to look around and you have to say, okay, like, Who's that next guy that's going to step up? Who's that guy that's going to make that, that's going to wow us in this in this game that Justin's going to look to to be that safety blanket? I don't think that Equinamius is going to be this, this big, great receiver for the Bears. I don't think that he's going to be, uh, all of a sudden he just takes a leap, right, that, that wasn't there with the Packers. Because I have a tough time believing that you couldn't do something with Aaron Rodgers and then all of a sudden Justin Fields is going to bring that out of you. What I do believe is that, when you see him in practice, when you see him in games and stuff like that, we've heard this multiple times from multiple teams. The defense is always ahead of the offense when it comes to implementing systems, when it comes to moving in, in uh, uh, um, or, or putting the product on the field and, and make putting something on the field that makes it look good. The defense is going to be ahead of the offense. So if you have an offensive player that's already ahead of the defense, of course he's going to be able to pick his spots in the defense. Of course he's going to be able to dominate that defense. Of course he's going to be able to find where he needs to go. And maybe, here's the thing, it's a two-way two street on that, right? Like maybe knowing that, maybe being better than the defense, maybe being more prepared than the defense is what's going to give Equinamius the confidence to turn into that receiver that everybody hoped that he could be up in Green Bay. I think that's that's kind of what you're hoping for in that situation. But for me, right, I just I just don't see him being that uh, number one receiver for us because I just don't believe that uh, all of a sudden, right, it's just going to 
turn on and he's going to be able to play great offense and and he's going to be the guy that's burning people on the other side of the field and here's the thing he's got the speed he's got the ability to get past guys I don't think that was ever the problem the question mark came in with his hands you see he's got these hands they call him Edward drops a lot you got to be able to catch the ball. Aaron Rodgers is complaining about it right now. You've got to be able to catch the ball, and it's going to be the same thing for Justin Fields. I think Equinamius has the speed to get open. I think Equinamius has the size to go up and get it. You have all the intangibles, but can you execute the catch? That's what it's going to come down to here for the Bears. And so for me, right, I think that's going to be the move that that or that's going to be the biggest thing that you want to see in this Browns game, right? Who's that guy that Justin's going to go to on a more consistent basis outside? of Darnell and Cole commit that he's going to feel like, okay, I can trust this guy on, on a, on a day in day out basis. You know, I think that's going to be the biggest thing uh, uh, um, to see in this Browns game from the receiver standpoint. Of course you want to see where Justin's going to be. Of course you want to see where this O line is going to be. And, and that's probably where most of us are going to focus most on, right? Because this offensive line is going to be key in this season. And this is probably their first real test against the team and speaking of which we might as well finish this one out and listen in on Braxton Jones, hear what he has to say about this Bears offensive line and what he saw or what he's feeling in this uh, heading into this preseason game where he's going to get the most time on the field that we've seen. He's looked great in eight to 10 play stints, but how's he going to look when he's got to do it over and over and over again? Uh, so let's go out to uh, um, Braxton Jones at the podium. Hear what he had to say today break down what he's talking about um i just want to uh i'd say the biggest thing for me is uh anchor on the bull rush a little bit more um be prepared for it um i've kind of put it on film that uh you know I, people can bull rush me so just you know that's what people are going to do um so just be more prepared for it and uh you know throw my hands again i'm you know, in the last preseason game, I wasn't throwing my hands very well, and I'm just—I just got to use my hands more and more efficiently. How much does going up against Robert Quinn help you with stuff like that? Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. I've had a good—you uh, know—a few good clips of using my hands against Robert Quinn, and it's helped me pro- progress a lot in uh, you know the last few months and stuff like that. But um, you know, just making it come to life in the game, I think, is the biggest thing. You know, they're not as—you know some of the rushers just don't get to the point as quick as Robert Quinn does. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, still having that good timing because they, you know, more want to run around the edge. Robert Quinn gets to you really quickly. So then, you know, your hands are much quicker. But when it's like a longer wait, I still got to have that punch timing. So. Um, I mean, yeah, they're obviously working their stuff, especially when I'm going against the, um, you know, the ones and stuff like that. But I definitely, if, you know, we're uh, doing some scout stuff or stuff like that, I'll be like, you know, I throw it, throw in some, you know, show me your numbers a little bit and, you know, throw that bull rush in for sure so I can anchor on it and get a little bit of practice on it. As a young player at this level, how do you fix the bull rush issue without something else going awry, you know, especially in in a game situation? How tricky is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it is. You can't just play for it every every time, but, like, it's just more of a reaction thing, I, th- I think. Um, obviously, you know, just 
I think, you know, not everybody has their hands in the right position, but, you know, reacting and, you know, playing lower, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just, you know, certain things, not necessarily just being like, oh, he's going to bull rush me, so preparing that way, but being in a better position for when he does bull rush me. or uh, That's kind of how I would put it, like playing lower, having better tight hands, um, all that type of stuff, putting that together, and then when he does bull me, it's just going to be a better outcome. About San Francisco already and Nick Bosa and and their version of the um, I, you know, right now I'm just thinking about you know what's ahead. Obviously, the Browns, you know, you never know with um, them. You know, they could come out and have both you know 90 and uh, 95 on the field. So that's a, that's a big task as well. Um, so right now, that's just what I'm focused on right now. And then once we get there, I'm, we'll definitely focus on that. Justin Fields said anything about? To, to you guys, offensive lineman, about his experience in Cleveland last year when he was sacked nine times? Um, no, he hasn't said anything about that, On um, which I'm glad. I mean, that was last year. We got a different group of guys, and, uh, you know, obviously we're, you know, looking for a better outcome. Maybe not thinking about San Francisco yet, but how ready do you feel to be potentially a starting left tackle in week one? Uh, I, I think, you know, by then – each practice is very important for me um, just to keep continue to grow. There's still a lot of things I, you know, um, just, you know, playing more efficient, playing playing with my hands, like I said. Obviously, you know, as, as that time comes, I think I'll get more ready even for when that uh, day comes. But as of right now, I, I'm just, you know, focused on each day and trying to make sure, you know, in doing everything I can to be prepared for that day. As, as you identify things at this level that are shortcomings now or weaknesses, are you generally patient with yourself, or how patient are you as you kind of figure out what you need to work on and, and the timeline to do it? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, I'm, I'm pretty tough on myself when it comes to it. Like, um, usually when I do something wrong, I know it immediately, It's and that's just kind of how it is for me. And, you know, just it, I wouldn't say I'm like – kind of in between obviously I try and be patient this is this league isn't easy you know these edge rushers are really good um you know coming from a you know small school FCS school where you don't get that talent week in and week out so I think that's the biggest thing for me it's, it's just not going to be easy so I can't be as hard on myself but I am still um and I try and keep a good balance because either way you can get on a bad roll or if, if you keep a good balance and you keep on going and keep a good mind and, you know, be always trying to be positive, I think that's the best thing for me. Are you surprised that you're in that starting five mix um, here? I mean, I, I think the biggest thing right now is it, it's kind of been the, the theme for a while. So right now it's just, you know, I'm not uh, surprised anymore. Just kind of, you know, got to get better every day and continue to do my job and not let this opportunity you know, go to waste. I think that's the biggest thing. It's a great opportunity, you know, to, you know, show show what I can do. And so I got to continue to just seize the opportunity and not really worry about being surprised because at the end of the day, you know, it's a big shock, but I, I just got to go do, do what I do. You mentioned that you haven't seen the level of talent in the NFL because you played in FCS. Um, what has been the most important thing for you to be able to step up and into this spot in the NFL? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I think... Um, you know, just seeing things in front of me. Um, usually, 
uh, every pitcher, uh, D-line, or you know, maybe even the coverage, they give it to you right in front of you. And obviously, with you know the players being better, I, I at first I was speeding everything up, and now I think um, seeing that type of stuff is going to slow things down for me. Um, and so I'd I say that's the biggest thing. Obviously, they're bigger, faster, stronger, but. Um, me being able to see things in front of me will let me react because I know I can play as fast as them, but I just wasn't playing as fast because I wasn't seeing it um, because of their speed and stuff like that. And I was more just trying to, you know, get to the point and stuff like that. But now seeing things a little differently and actually seeing the bigger picture is really helping me. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good day. Appreciate y'all. Braxton Jones over there, our left tackle of the future hopefully um i mean here's the thing right when you're talking about where the bears are gonna be i said it today i dropped I, I said it yesterday but i dropped the clip for the video today um you're you're talking about this thing starting in the trenches it has to start in the trenches, and I think that that's a good thing going up against this Browns defense. I actually like the fact – I was kind of wondering why Flus didn't throw out the starters longer in game two, but it really puts it into perspective where you are, right? If you've got Miles Garrett standing across from you um, and, and you have to and you have to keep Justin Fields off his backside, I think that that's the biggest thing here. And this offensive line, for it to start to take steps in the right direction, you want to see what you have versus the competition on the field. And here's the thing. It's not going to be – easy for you you're still missing your starting center you don't know what you have at right tackle you don't know what you have at left tackle if we're being 100 percent honest we all feel good about Braxton Jones but you still don't know if he is going to be that dominant left tackle that he's shown in this first couple of games and really in this first couple of drives again it's about doing it repeatedly it's about can you do it there's guys that can do it 10 plays there's guys that can do it 12 plays can you do it 30 can you do it 40 can you do it 50? There's about 55 to 60 offensive plays a game. And the offensive line's out there for a, probably about 90% of them. Can you do it that many times? That's what you want to see out of Braxton Jones, right? And then on the flip side of that, is it going to be Larry Borum out there? Is it going to be Riley Reef? Is it going to be Michael Schofield? Is it going to be Tevin Jenkins, right? These are all questions. You're coming in with a completely new set of guys, with guys you feel are talented, but you're coming in with a completely new set of guys, and the guys that you have that are in a different position, they're playing a different position. Like, I'm sorry, the guys you had last year, they're playing a different position. So you you come into this right essentially saying we hope that this is going to be the right move. We hope that this is going to put us in the right direction. We hope that the Bears offensive line is going to be better. But the fact that the Bears are focusing in on the trenches, I do like that. I do like the fact that they've gone out. I would have loved to see Lucas Patrick in a game like this, but unfortunately, uh, the, the hope is that he'll be back by week one. Haven't gotten an update on whether he will be back by week one or not. But I think the, I think the biggest thing, is that you're going to get to see, and I love that Flues did this, like I said, you're going to get to see what this offensive line is in front of one of the best defensive lines in the NFL, in front of the best front sevens in the NFL. That's going to be huge when you're talking about protecting your quarterback, and it's going to be interesting to see how the coaches go on to protect their quarterbacks. It's not just about what the offensive line is going to do, right? Because when we watched the, the game last season, Jason Peters could play football still. It was old football, but he could still play football. The thing was, 
He was too old to keep up with Miles Garrett standing on the other side of him. So you got to be able to keep up with what's coming on the other side of you. And if you see that that guy can't keep up with what's happening on the other side of him, it's now on the coaches to go in there and scheme something up that better protects your quarterback. Does that mean seven man protection? Does that mean moving the pocket around? Does that mean getting Justin outside of the pocket? Whatever that means. That's on the coaches to figure out. And that's the thing that we didn't see enough last season. That's the thing that we have to see continuing forward here uh, for the Bears. And it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, I'm excited that this is the game that the Bears got where they're really going to be going up against top competition because you're going to get to see a lot of things put into place. You're going to get to see how this running game actually works against a front seven like that, right? Like the the Bears weren't able to do anything last year versus the Cleveland Browns when you looked at that, right? The Bears weren't able to drop back and run the ball like at least right if Justin's getting killed you want to turn to the run the Bears weren't able to run the ball last season they weren't able to move the ball last season so they end up going with the pass of course the pass didn't work Justin Fields ends up on his back what four times from Miles Garrett alone um, and got 12 knockdowns in that game I believe so I think for me right that's going to be the biggest thing to see in this game versus the Browns How does the coaching staff also help the players on the field? How do they help the run game? How's this offensive line going to do? Because they've run the ball pretty well for most of this preseason. How's it going to do against a front like that? And then how are the coaches going to help? How are the coaches going to set this lineup? Are we going to go? We've gone seven-man protection a couple of times. We've gone heavy uh, or max protection a couple of times, right? How's that going to be able to hold up? Those are all questions that I think you're going to be able to get at least the beginning of answered, right? And figure out where your baseline really is with this team. We've seen a lot of different, uh, a lot of different fronts, a lot of different things coming at the Bears, but we really haven't been able to gauge a baseline because it's like, okay, yeah, but like we're missing half of our guys. Tevin Jenkins has his first game. Uh, uh, um, he has his first game at right guard. Right now, he's got another week under his belt at right guard. Not to say he's going to be perfect, but is he going to show improvement at that position? If he if he shows improvement at that position, you feel better about Tevin Jenkins being your starting right guard. Is Borm going to show more improvement at that right tackle? The fact that these guys are working together more than two days, what's going to be the relationship between them? Those are all the things that I'm really looking for to see from this Bears team. Right at the end of the day, I don't care if they win. It's the third preseason game I would like to see them win I would like to see them at a minimum I'd like to see them score some touchdowns here as Justin I'd like to see Justin be able to continue to move the ball like he has but also for the Bears to be able to score some touchdowns but I think at the end of the day right the thing you want to focus in on most coaching and offensive line play those are the two biggest things for me when you're talking about this Chicago Bears team like the video if you agree man please subscribe to the page we do talk Chicago Bears daily I see you guys in the comments drop some comments and questions we'll get to those as well if you guys haven't done so or if you only if you uh want to be on the go and listen to the show and you don't want to be staring at your phone uh make sure you guys check out the podcast side as well we've got the podcast up the windy city breeze uh on all dsps all podcast platforms so check that out you also can just watch this back whenever you need to um here's here's right again focusing in 
on where we want to see improvement most, there's still going to be a question mark even after this game. This team might look okay or it might look awful. The biggest question mark you're still going to have coming out of this game, no matter what happens, is going to be your center position. You don't know what you're going to have. I believe Sam Mustafer is still getting the start at center. Sam Mustafer hasn't shown us very much at the center position. He's he's He just hasn't been very good. All right, no Olin Cruz. We're good. Uh, he just hasn't been very good. I'm sorry. Like, I, don't hurt me, Olin. I love you. You're my, one of my favorite Bears, but he hasn't been very good. So for me, right, like, there's always going to be that question until we get into the regular season of how does this team look with Lucas Patrick in there? Because I think Lucas Patrick absolutely has the talent uh, that this Bears team needs for a starting center. Sam Usfran got into me. I also look at the rest of this line, and it starts with the center, right? And that all works out. That continuity. How's that continuity going to be built up? How's that team going to play better? How's that continuity going to help this offensive line move, start moving things in the right direction? Those things all play in for me. And so, again, biggest focus for me, of course, the offensive line play. But, again, how these coaches are going to scheme these guys up. And I think really, like, what system they're going to run, right? Because if you're a re legit run-heavy team, you're going to be trying to run the ball pretty much unless the game gets to a point where there's no way you can run the ball anymore. And even in a preseason game, you might still see them trying to run the ball. The question is going to also be on that side. Uh, I believe David Montgomery is slated to play in this game. If I'm not mistaken, how's that going to look? How's he going to be? And if not Khalil Herbert, Tristan Ebner, how are those guys going to look? That, that, that's your offense. That's the style of play you're going to run. The thing the, the thing for the coaching side of it, okay, this is what we're running. But when things get tough, are you sticking to what's not working? Are you trying to find something that is working? Are you trying to force a square peg in a round hole? That's the one thing that we saw Matt Nagy do on a consistent basis that we want to move away from. <laughs> That's the one thing we saw on a consistent basis that we want to move away from. And it does seem like the Bears have moved away from that for the most part. Um, let's check out the chat here, man. I'm sure Don Burr has you guys all up in a tizzy. Hey, Don, I want to, uh, I want to, uh, uh, um, get you on, uh, when the Bears play Detroit. I'm not going to lie to you. Don has got to be the number one Bears troll. So when we get when we do a Bears versus Detroit game, I might even do a live stream with that. I might have Don in this mug just to do it if Don's up for it. Because I love I love the fact that I love having somebody from Detroit to go back and forth with. Uh, what else do we got? What else do we got going here? Uh, Torian says Garrett made the Pro Bowl off of that one game alone. Absolutely. Um, Pat, what are your thoughts on Mike Martz critique critique on Justin Fields? So what exactly did he say? He basically said that, um, Justin sometimes holds on to the ball too long. Doesn't get through his reads quick enough. That's, that's not an inaccurate critique. Now he did say he's, he's inaccurate when passing downfield. That's in That's not true. Um, he, he's actually fairly accurate when passing downfield. Very rarely do you see an Aaron pass come from Justin Fields or an overthrow come from Justin Fields in those situations. 
Um, I, I mean, honestly, right? Like very rarely would you see that. So I, I don't agree with that. But I mean, holding on to the ball too long. We've, we've said that about Justin. That's not surprising. Um, getting through his reads slow. I would say he's gotten through his reads a little bit too quick in uh, this season or in this preseason. I think that's the thing that kind of you have to question, right? Um, but outside of that, I, I I don't say that he's wrong on that. Uh, Don Burst said, let's go, Pat. Hey, shout out to you, man. Hey, let's do it. We'll set it up. Um, I don't know what social media you got, but follow me on something. I'm at Pat the Designer at everything, as you can see. Um, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on all of that because uh, that mess would be hilarious. Uh, just to get Bears fans in here pissed at you, but also to see the Lions uh, 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 the Lions fans on the other side come in and try to defend you. Like I, I've never seen Lions fans try to defend Don. So that would be hilarious to me. Um, he said, Justin is inaccurate with the ball. Yeah. I don't get that one. I, 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 I think Justin's a pretty accurate QB. I'm not going to lie to you. Like he he's even under pressure. I think Justin's a pretty accurate QB. I will say there's times where he holds the ball too long. I, I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. Um, what else we got? What else we got? <laughs> B Bill saying, I'm here for that. Torian saying, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, he also says, uh, Mustafer ain't it. Watch yourself, B Bill. Be careful out there, man. Olin Krutz might catch you on the backside. Um, I mean, it, here's here's my here's my takeaway from this, right? And what I want to see the Bears do going into this game. Of course, the offensive line stuff, of course, all that stuff I said about where the, the quarterback playing stuff like that. But the thing that I just really want to see the Bears do is how do they continue to build? How do they continue to build on a drive? How do you build on, okay, this first drive went well. Let's make the next one better. How do you build on, okay, they did this very well defensively. Here's the, here's the, how do you adjust? Let's say there, the, the, <laughs> the, the biggest thing I want to see from the Chicago bears going into this game, coaching staff, quarterback, offensive line, defense, linebackers, defensive line. De How do you adjust? I've watched four years of the Chicago Bears team not adjusting. How do you adjust to what's happening on the field? At the end of the day, no matter what happens, we're finally going to get to see this system being implemented by the players that are going to be on the field. Right? You see Nathan Peterman slinging touchdowns. You see, uh, uh, um, uh, um, what's the uh, Trevor Simeon slinging touchdowns? And it looks great versus man to man. But there's a reason that they are backup quarterbacks in the NFL. How do you adjust with Justin Fields on the field, with David Montgomery on the field, with your starting offensive line on the field, at least four fifths of it? How do you adjust? Because we haven't seen that in four years of play. We just haven't. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, think, I think that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing you can take away from this. 
Because if you can adjust versus these guys and at least be competitive, that gives me a lot of faith in this team heading into the season. Because, again, you're not playing the Browns' offensive, defensive line every night. You're just not. You're not playing the Browns' defensive line every night, no matter what. And that's what it comes down to, who you're playing every single night. And on a night-in, night-out basis for the Chicago Bears, most of the teams they play look a lot like Seattle. You also have to talk about the fact, right, that this team has uh, – uh, um, this is this is a, a a small stat that I that I picked up uh, uh, looking at some of the breakdown from this team and stuff like that. But the Bears have scored, if I'm not mistaken, 42 unanswered points. 42 unanswered points because we went down, what, 14 to 3 to the Chiefs or 14 to nothing to the Chiefs. Then we had a 19-0 run. And then we scored 24, 27 versus whatever it is, right? The Bears have actually put some points up in this preseason. Now, that doesn't mean much of a hill of beans, right? You should be able to score versus man-to-man. But I feel a lot better about this Bears offense going into the season, at least seeing that we can score in these situations. <laughs> at least seeing that we can score in these situations, dog. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy when you think about it, man. But, hey, uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with me for another podcast, man. We got to do Locked On Bulls a little bit early today, and I got to do Locked On uh, I gotta do locked on NBA tonight, so I'm going to get up out of here. We'll have content dropping for you guys tomorrow morning as well. Of course, if any news breaks, we'll jump back on here and break down uh, what's going on around the NFL, around the NBA, stuff like that. Um, appreciate you guys for showing love. If you haven't done so, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. If you guys want to listen in podcast form, make sure you go over to the podcast side. Shout out to everybody in here, by the way. Uh, if you could check out the podcast side and leave me a five-star review, here's what I'll do. Any five-star review that is left on the Windy City Breeze podcast, I am putting together a full episode where we're just going to read those comments. So go over to the Windy City Breeze podcast. Leave me a five-star review, right? Whatever you want in there, love, hate, I'm an idiot, all of that, right? You can put hate mail in it. You can put love mail. But if it's a five-star review, we will read it on a special episode of the uh, Windy City Breeze. Uh, appreciate you guys for showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Bear Don, as always. Let me get them Bear Dons in the chat. Let me get them Bear Dons in the chat. Bear Dons in the chat. Come on now. Drop them Bear Dons for your boy. Um... Yeah, I don't think I have nothing. Oh, we're past 15K. So, again, reminder for you guys, uh, we will be giving away the Chicago Bulls Zach Levine My City jersey 
on the uh, first game of the season. So if you are a Bulls fan and you want to grab that jersey, make sure you're sticking around. Make sure you got that notification bell on because if you don't, you might miss that live call, man. We got we got Frank with a bird down uh, and a FGB. Relax there, Frank. Different channel, but I, I, I appreciate it. We got Dylan with a bird down. Steve-O with a bird down. Anthony with a bird down. Torian says, great show, great content. As, great content as always, Pat. Bird down. Bear strong. He ain't even say bird down. Bear strong out here. Frank with another bird down. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Appreciate you guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.